has Ed explained the premise for what's happening today, Kev? Mm. Was it sort of brief and Ed didn't really explain it in Ed terms? A bit light on detail. So, light on detail. Have, have you remembered your time yeah. watching the Royal Rumble by any chance as a, as a kid? We're basically going to try and put that into an NFL terms by all of us choosing one team each to eliminate gradually getting through and we're going to do it on the teams that are least to most interesting so you will have the second pick and therefore be able to throw I don't know the the Packers over the top rope if you really choose and it's you can choose any team you want you don't have to pick based off of anything other than if you want to be a dick or if you want to be like the obvious like baby face who gets all the cheers for throwing out me who is probably going to pick the uh the big dick approach so you can pick any team that you would like to to eliminate but till one standing till we've got two i think it's two standing because we have two left over and then we'll sort of cut like vote on who would be the last over the top if that makes sense yeah. So, and then I think that what will happen then is that'll be the nat- naturally the sort of everyone's second team, or at least the main sulpers will look at this as being there to try and keep up and like strike through what um, <laughs> so old school strike through what I've got. <laughs> on, uh, uh, not not to uh, get rid of. I can't repeat. Okay, okay. Someone else could have benefited from doing that on a. Um, a collaboration that we did not to it not in the distant past. <laughs> you know, sometimes when you commit your whole self to, to an endeavor, kind of trivialities like you know who got picked when, and you know that kind of goes out of the window. <laughs> I'm going to pick him. In fact, no, I'm going to pick someone completely different. <laughs> I mean, I a completely different type of player as well. It was the perfect Gettleman pick. Oh, can't Devontae Smith. I'll just pivot to the next wide receiver. Yeah, right. It was uh, no, no. The other one. The other one. The other one. It was, it was an ejection seat. It just needed to be quick. Oh, God. Okay. Okay. So... Uh, like I say, the order that we came up with based off of a randomizer that was uh, done by my by, by myself, uh, I did end up with the first pick, then Kev, then Ed, then Sam, and then Max. So, if we're all ready to start the Royal Rumble, ro- round robin draft extravaganza. <laughs> I've definitely practiced that. Hello and welcome to Stiff Upper Lip, the NFL podcast by Brits, with me, Ed Wilkins. Me, Emma Hebron. Me, Sam Long. Me, Tom Chapel. Excellent. Lovely. Um, I am going to choose to throw straight over the top rope the... Oh, I'm going to throw over the Philadelphia Eagles as the least interesting That's... team going forward. Uh, really? I think I feel like that kind of came out of nowhere for me. I just... Everyone else has got, like, just 
some slight bit of intrigue, be it are they going to be really bad, like the Texans, like are they going to go where win 17? What's going to happen with the five quarterback situation? The Eagles are a team of, of no interest for me this this season. So I think you're there's pitching... a chance. Uh. I think there's a chance the Eagles might be really bad this season, which would be a, yeah, know, but like a the Eagles line. being bad would be like four and thirteen this year, and that's just not that's not fun. Are we are we selecting teams based on interest, or are we, can we just have our own defined reasons for them? You can choose oh, whatever reason you want. Yeah, you can. Yeah. If, with the with the second pick, you could just choose to eliminate the Browns if you really wanted to. I'm not going to do that. I want to leave them in just to see your reaction. The, <laughs> um, funny, amazingly, isn't it amazing that you select the Eagles and they? I was I was literally going to bin them. Where? Yeah, I was going to bin them, and I'll tell you why. I mean, what was your reason for getting rid? They're they're not interestingly bad enough to be fun, to be so bad that, like, oh, are they going to win a game? Because they'll win, like, four. They might win one early doors and then never again. And they're not good enough to hold my interest. And I don't like Nick Sirianni. I don't think that their roster is anything above just mediocre. It's not really below mediocre. It's just sort of, I don't care. About the Philadelphia Eagles, I I went. I mean, that was quite professional analysis, really, compared to my reason. <laughs> my reason was their whole ethos of, "Hey, we're the toughest fans to please here. <laughs> if you go, you're going to turn up here and play above average. That might be good enough in this a different franchise. Not for this one. Ooh, not for these fans here. The most famous person in your entire city isn't real." So, <laughs> Yes, Kev. Come on. That's the gone. sort of spirit. Alright, and now it's you up next. Um, right. Okay, I am going to get rid of the Cincinnati Bengals purely because every time I've done any draft analysis and I've written the word Cincinnati, I've never spelt it right first time. <laughs> <laughs> and Skyline Chili is not a real dish. It's not chili. <sighs> But is that, is that the like huge pile of like chili on top of spaghetti? Yeah, <laughs> this like this noodle, gravy, watery thing. I could go to town on that. It sounds just like a kind of crap version of spaghetti bolognese, though. So I'm yeah. with Kev again. Yeah, really, it's watery. not a real dish. Yeah. Mm. You could go to town on a bin bag full of cookies, but that doesn't mean it's like a national dish. <laughs> <laughs> okay. okay. Ed, who are you eliminating? So, first of all, I'm sorry I wasn't around to just dunk on Jalen Hurts briefly, so I'm just going to do that now. Jalen Hurts <laughs> is really bad at football. Um, okay. Cynical bastards. <laughs> so, the team that I want to hear about least this year is the Falcons. I don't want to look at those horrible kits. I don't want to look at any more of that sick green turf. I don't care that Cal Pitts is a future offensive weapon it doesn't matter to me because the offensive line can't block defensive line can't stop anyone and i don't want to watch him play falcons are gone i can they pump fan noise into their stadium come on <laughs> <laughs> yeah i, I, think I agree the, i think the jersey dig is still misguided but um... they have the word they have the letters 80 atlanta Right, Atlanta is six more letters. Sorry, seven more. 
Four more letters. Let me get the maths right. They're like <laughs> Atlanta tanned. <laughs> Atlanta tanned. But like, what's the point in not just writing Atlanta? Why write ATL? That is it's such a frustrating decision. It's like let's. It's like it's like they tried to make a kit be a Fortnite skin. I like I like that piece. All right, I'm I'm sorry they're not demure kind of like maybe a maybe a nice kind of plaid number <laughs> something <laughs> sensible that you could wear when you go around CV and all alright next right, over the top room um I I'm, I'm surprised the Texans didn't go like immediately but I, I just like I I can't see Deshaun Watson playing for them at the start of the next season. There is there is nothing about that team that makes that gives me one iota of kind of confidence that they'll be anything but atrocious. My I issue just... with the Texans though is that for an interesting team. They are such a train wreck that I'm not going to be able to take my eyes off them, like at any point during the season. I think teams get kind of labelled like that sometimes, which I think is kind of a disservice because it makes it sound like this like flaming car wreck, but like it's not. They'll just be like chugging along as a boring team to watch for a year. Well, probably yeah, for the next like five years. Like it's not this like fiery immolation. I feel like an expansion team also, and their logo is kind of a rip off of the University of Texas. So that's a rip off, and their hashtag "We Are Texans" is a rip off of Penn State. So, yeah, <laughs> and also, what is the point in calling yourself the Houston Texans? We know that Houston's in Texas. What a stupid name! We are Texas Houstonians. <laughs> <laughs> like Oilers, yeah, it made it made a lot of sense. And I get that the, they couldn't go back to the Oilers because like the Titans current owners are dick, or like the Titans previous owners are dick and retired the name. But Texans is the best you could come up with. God, <laughs> yeah. good lord. The, the other the other city the other sports teams in the Houston area have like space themed names. Like surely it's not that hard. <laughs> <laughs> Could have even gone like wacky and gone like cosmonauts or something. I would have appreciated the Houston cosmonauts. <laughs> Martians. Houston yeah. Cosmonauts. Martians. They could have had the little dude from uh, Looney Tunes. The little, yeah. The little guy. But, yeah. Amazing. But no. do a job on the D-line at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Max. Um, Tom, I'm, I'm sure you might have been tracking this. Kev, I don't know if you're much of a, a baseball man. But I was watching the Milwaukee Brewers last night, uh, starting pitcher Brandon Woodruff. He's having an unbelievable season, 1.41 ERA, 0.7 whip. But he has a 2-2 two and two record because the Brewers have been absolutely unable to provide any run support. And that's kind of making me think about the Denver Broncos and the situation they're going to have where they lose every game 7-3. I think they've got an incredible defense. I think they're, they've got a really special defense. But if they've got Drew Locke, Back there, I think. I don't. I've seen. I've seen enough. I've seen enough of Drew Lock. I do not want any more Drew Lock. I get what? that he did his funny little song and dance on the bench, 
So what you're saying is that no matter where he goes, Vic Fangio just turns any team into the 2017 Bears. <laughs> Do you know, it's funny because I, I I was about to eliminate the Broncos and now I've just got pictured in my head that like Animal and Hawk are about to eliminate like Doink the Clown and like Hawk gets there first and gets the elimination but Animal was right behind him rearing up for a clothesline because I was, the Broncos were who I was eyeing up as like fodder. Cannon fodder. Um, I, feel, I feel as if with the Broncos, they they have that retro value. I, I, I'm old enough to have watched Elway. I, I kind of liked him as a player. Shit as a GM, but <laughs> I, I do kind of like them. They would have, yeah, they'd have been, they'd have been near the end for me. I've got to say, of, of AFC teams, that they are one of my favourite AFC style teams. To be honest, this is the good thing. It's like, well, get... by by removing them as well. I mean, in theory, that's one best team for my team's quarterback to uh, force <laughs> force a move to. So. so. <laughs> Yeah, because of course we we should point out they they jump to the top of this league if Rogers if Rogers does head west. Yeah, no, or definitely. Head but, and... but they don't have Rogers; they have Drew and Teddy. So <laughs> I'm gonna stick with. What the... were they doing in the draft? By the way, sorry to interrupt. What the hell were they doing in the draft? <laughs> by the way, <laughs> what, why are they not taking a quarterback and saying Drew Locks our guy, then getting someone else in? Uh, what are they yeah. doing? Just I want to know what Drew Lock has showed them that the world is not seeing. <laughs> it, it's almost like the stuff they did in free agency. George Patton moved over there from the Vikings because he was the former Vikings assistant to the GM type of thing, whatever his title was. Assistant being. to the regional I mean, manager. Yeah, exactly that type of thing. <laughs> Another passenger uh, of the Denver to Minneapolis pipeline. <laughs> yeah, he had, a, he had a really good reputation with with us, and he moved over there, and he did really good stuff in free agency with with what they did there. And you thought, oh, this is looking really strong. And then the draft was like, what were you all on that night? Why have you not? I think, I think it's probably going to come out. It's probably going to come out that they had like a sort of agreement in principle with Aaron Rodgers, and that's why they didn't go QB. And then it all kind of fell through. That's my understanding of it, because there's no there's there's no way you'd look at Drew Lock and go, Well, we'll roll with him then. Like, Especially can't... when you've got like Justin Fields on the board. Yeah. Ready to go. Okay. In fact there were two quarterbacks that they could have taken because uh, obviously Mac Jones went not long after, so yeah. Um I mean maybe it was just kind of a Chinese whispers thing. Like, you know, always like we need a quarterback. And I was like Oh, I said we need a quarterback, and then it gets to the end of the line, and the guy's like, "Fix it." We need a cornerback. <laughs> My next, the next one going over the top rope for me. I'm sorry, Sam. It's the New York Giants, and the reason mm. as to why is because almost everything that they did in the draft didn't do anything that was going to excite me. Their free agency's just sort of been fine. I don't think that Daniel Jones is the future and they seem to be trying him out for another another year. And I'm not going to lie, I'm just sick of New York teams in, in every sport. Tired of the Yankees. Tired of... Uh, the only one that I like is the Knicks because they've been so bad and irrelevant that now that they're having a glimpse of relevancy, they're interesting again. All of, them are, all of them are garbage, though. Don't Apart punish from... these plucky New York upstarts just because you two consume too much American sports media. <laughs> Look, 
they had to go eventually, and if anyone's going to throw them over the top rope, it's it's going to be me in it, really. Let's, let's be real here. I think that there's a lot to be excited about as a fan for the upcoming season, but it requires a certain degree of faith that I would not begrudge anyone for not holding. <laughs> Look, it's fine, because you can have this faith, but it doesn't mean that their two feet haven't hit the bottom, uh, haven't hit the floor, and they're now making their long trot back down to the uh, back down to the locker room. Goodbye, Giants. <laughs> oh, on, I'm, I'm hoping we can get rid of the whole NFC East before the end of this round. How have they gone before the Lions? Because the Lions did things that were at least slightly yeah. interesting. Motor City, Dan Campbell. What's interesting about Darren Goff? The new, the, literally all of the new regime are doing moves that are at least slightly interesting, apart from Jared Goff. The rest of the team is starting to assemble. The Giants didn't do anything. Absolutely not. Get in the bin. They've Kev. just made a, a line to protect Ignore Jared this, man. Goff. Throw your next opponent, uh, opponent over the top rope, sir. I want to know where they're playing Kadarius Tony. I want to know what <laughs> what you saw from Jason Garrett that makes you think you're going to get the most out of a dynamic player like Kadarius Tony. <laughs> well, one would have to harken back to, to the Tavon <laughs> Austin era Cowboys. <laughs> I think in an That's ideal world, to come up with. That's not my job here. In an ideal world, Dave Gettleman's perfect form of football would be just 11 men standing 10 feet apart and just <laughs> charging into each other. <laughs> no need for a ball. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm a, a little bit biased. I understand. <laughs> uh, this is interesting now, because I am... Okay, I'm going to go for... I'm going to take a bit of moral high ground here and get rid of the Washington football team. The reason is the shame in essentially finally being forced to change your racist name and connotations to Native American Indians when every single other team in the entire nation, including school teams, got rid of all their connotations. And it was left up to your sponsors, i.e. money, finally dictate to the owner to say... Yeah, we're not going to do this anymore because we think it's the right thing to do. No. No. Shame. Shame. I like Shame. it. I like it. I don't think any Shame. of us are necessarily going to argue against that point. No. <laughs> From like unless, an entire... unless any of you feel bold. The, <laughs> the only PR like move that I would say has remotely redeemed them in any way, shape or form is that we we all love Ryan Fitzpatrick, but that is that is it. You are more than fine to throw him uh, I actually the don't really love Ryan Fitzpatrick that much. All right, Max is officially <laughs> being fired from the podcast, and Kev, if well, you want to take his I spot. Do like, I do like Ron Rivera. I feel bad for Ron Rivera. Wish he'd gone to a it's team great. with, uh, yeah, ethics. <laughs> <That's great. laughs> Isn't it odd how people are, it's, he, people are really positive about them this year? And the reason is... I've heard people say they've got Ryan Fitzpatrick. It's like, are we still talking about the same guy? <laughs> he's fun with the thing and the beard and everything. Yeah, he's fun, but are we talking about the same guy with the, 
the five touchdowns and the six interceptions. It's that guy, right? <laughs> this is what I'm saying. I mean, I'd like to see some competency <laughs> exhibited. <laughs> Do you know, that is the exact response. Is like, have you ever seen the? Uh, it's like a libertarian. That's exactly what I was going. <laughs> yes. <for. laughs> <laughs> I, Kev, have you seen this by any chance? There was like a libertarians like uh, political meeting or like conference or something, and you know how their entire thing is we want all rights and the government should never interfere with anything. Uh, Hate that and that, yeah. yeah. The, the current leader, like, they, the question was, should people have to have a license to be able to drive? And two of the candidates went, hell no! And then the other one was like, <laughs> what, do I need a license to make toast in my own damn toaster? And then the, the, the guy that's the current leader of the Libertarians was like, ah, I think that we, I'd like to see some competency before people get there. And the entire room just boos him relentlessly. <laughs> Honestly, marvellous. Um, I mean, anyway, of maybe this should me Texans should change the name to the Houston Libertarians. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Ed. It was a toss-up for this one for me, and I went with the unconventional choice. I want to throw the Seahawks over the top rope. Hmm. I like it. I like it. The Seahawks at this at this point, the Seahawks experience is a boring it. one. Like, with respect to friend of the show Ben. The only thing interest, remote, remotely interesting about this team anymore is the quarterback. And they keep hemorrhaging talent in free agency and not replacing it in the draft. Also, those Solero kits are a disgrace. <laughs> the Seahawks are so reminiscent of like the 2012 to 2016 Packers. This is every year, they, it's like, yeah, they win 11, 10 games, and then they lose in the divisional round or the championship <laughs> round. And every year, the quarterback, you're like, wow, the quarterback's playing really well. And the same exact story every year. We can just skip over this one. <laughs> yeah, precisely. I feel yeah. like this is the right spot for the Seahawks. To... Yeah, and those those kits, I mean, why can't they just have a little, an ounce of self-respect and have a muted beige? It's like everyone else. <laughs> Are you saying <laughs> this nice about Ed's, Ed, like, hating of anything <laughs> remotely fun, or... Are you saying this from what? your own perspective of you like beige? Because ah, I can I throw Colin. you can I throw you over the top rope for that opinion? There's a difference between like primary colours and like I don't know, looking like you've just been to a laser quest. <laughs> <laughs> it just boggles my mind that you can like enjoy this kind of weird like testament to everything brash about like America. And it's sports, and then you're like, "Ooh, that shade's a bit gaudy." <laughs> <laughs> About the Russell Wilson thing, like obviously exciting to watch, but when he's mic'd up, doesn't he just make you sick with his "Yeah, guys, positivity. Yeah, let's go, positivity, guys." Posit I love if it. I was not, oh, if I was on his team, I'd just be get out of my face. I don't <laughs> need to be. I don't need to be riled up to come here and play sport. He's get out of my face, idiot savant. Go Hawks. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. 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 Unlimited. <laughs> no, to be fair, I think if Let Russ Cook comes back for another year, then I think I am gonna I think I'm gonna just quit watching yeah. the NFL. I'm <laughs> you tired can do an appetizer, but that's it. <laughs> well that's right. their only chance to be even the slightest bit entertaining to watch. 
Tear it down. Tear it down. Start again. Sam, who are you going after? Um, I've kind of my immediate instinct was the Steelers in uh, just purely spiteful move, but I will have to say the Lions. I don't know how anyone can be excited about watching this team. That's fair enough. If, it's like you were looking at the like the last few years of the Rams, and you were like, "If only Jared Goff were in a less talent-rich team." I suppose you you're probably right on that front, especially with this upcoming season. Maybe we've just sort of slightly overhyped them. Mm-hmm, just well, are there bit. any players on the Lions who you would like describe as like appointment viewing? You pull up like the all twenty-two on them and and study them. I mean. Not a single one. <laughs> They've I mean, got some good players. I mean, I'm looking forward to watching the Soul play because you got to love a bit of line play. But yeah, it's not. You know, it's not. It's not gonna fill the stand. It's not. Yeah, it's not an football. exciting prospect. <laughs> there, there's something to be said for like Dan Campbell being an exciting hire, even if he does. He he still seems to me like a guy who won a contest. Oh yeah, but, like... he he's the most exciting thing about their franchise by far. But yeah, I don't but think that's going to team... translate into like how they play in this season. If your team is just as appealing as a series of quotes on Twitter and you don't actually have to watch the tape, then yeah, get out of here. <laughs> Maybe, I think you've convinced me. Maybe the Lions have got away with something here. Alright, Max. Um, I, you actually took the food directly out of my mouth for that one, Sam. So I'm going to take... <laughs> Uh, I'm gonna take the Raiders. Because... Oh, you stole another one! <laughs> <laughs> it's a vicious it's cycle the right thing to... of of harm at this point. But I mean, I, actually, I would say I like Derek Carr more than most. But I just think they're probably on. They're probably reading from the same scripts as the last two years. Where I mean, they've got players that I do enjoy watching. But I mean. They're they're, the, they're definitely the fourth most interesting team in their division, and except for I the Broncos, that you picked. <laughs> well, yeah, I wanted to go with the Broncos because I had that personal Aaron Rodgers angle as well, um, <laughs> and the Raiders. Well, I guess there is also a personal Aaron Rodgers angle to that one as well. But no, I was mostly just thinking about like just another mediocre year of Raiders football. I, I wish the Raiders would be like a. 14 and 3 team because I would absolutely love that but I just I can't see it happening is anyone else tired of the Gruden experience as well? yeah oh god yeah I'm tired of it already uh, I don't know I, I, I think it's fun watch them have this massive contract and um, just basically be mediocre <laughs> do you also think with the, the Raiders that people like in the UK the street just around in, when you walk around a city centre you'll find more clothing Raiders any other team worn by people who have no clue about the NFL yeah it the is, same as like sort of a young person because I'm old so I have to criticise young people like a young person <laughs> on TikTok with a Guns N' Roses or Led Zeppelin t-shirt on and it's like really uh, what, what did you think of the Spaghetti Incident album were you into it at all <laughs> they have no that's clue that's where you go <laughs> any of the albums I've got this mental image of Kev going up to some 14 year old in the street and being like 
Name one base defensive package. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> Get that hat off. <laughs> what what number did Marcus Allen wear? You don't know. Get that off. <laughs> Get off now. Well, I only knew him when he was on the Chiefs. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I am an angry, <laughs> grumpy old man. Yeah. It, no, it's it's certainly a point that I agree with. With all of my heart and soul. What about the poem? The poem's quite cool, though, isn't it? The Autumn Wind is a Raider poem. Oh, that's quite cool. But when the most really interesting like the thing about your entire ball club is a poem, then, you know, <laughs> as someone that personally hates poetry, I, they're getting in the oh, bin. What about Rudyard Kipling's If? Not fun. good. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, sorry, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a man of poor taste and I'll stick with oh, it. I'm trying to get culture in. No, <laughs> no there's well, plenty. As the, as the podcast resident poet, yeah, Ed's like a published poet. poet. I'm I a big a fan of those yeah, um, French fancies he makes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go for one that, as a as a whole, I am no longer interested in the team already. Courtesy of how well ish they did last year, and then very well. They did in the playoffs. The Buccaneers. I oh. I am not interested in what this Buccaneers team will do. They won the Super Bowl and their incredibly aging squad got to bow out on a high note and then they're coming back for like this weird second return. It's like if Motley Crue came back and did yet another farewell tour and I just nothing nobody wants to see like Vince Neil screaming about because he can't sing anymore, this, and I just don't want to see Vince Neil. Yeah, and it makes <laughs> Rob Gronkowski Nikki Six, but like after his second heroin overdose, I'm just I'm I'm tired of the Buccaneer experience the, already. The reigning Super Bowl champions aren't going to make it into your top twenty. They're not interesting, Max. They're not interesting. Is it, is it that I... they're not interesting, or is it that you? you no, it's no, like it's that no, it's that they're not interesting. It's that they're not yeah. interesting. I, I'm with I, this one. How can a how can a Bruce Arians team not be fundamentally interesting? Because I'm tired of every single person on that team having been That's in the what... league for about fifteen years. I'm so tired of uh, deep passing concepts. Oh no! <laughs> yeah, but by a guy that can throw thirty <laughs> yards, I'm tired of it. It's like if we had like the Saints with Drew Brees, like I'd be saying the same thing. I'm bored of this team. No, you're you're correct. Vita Vea has more interest in his left finger than some of these. Vita Vea is interesting, <laughs> but when you're most like when the most interesting part of the entire team is the cannon in the stadium and the three hundred and sixty pound D lineman that I personally do love, but when all the rest of your fifty two man roster is boring or a complete dickhead. I'm not what interested. About Antoine Winfield Jr. I'm throwing him yeah, over the I'm top rope, guys. Like, they're, they're gone. They're gone. They're gone. What about the fact that Vita Vea was You can boo a, me from the stands a, all you want, but the Buccaneers are out. He was a in high school. They are he, out. He was a gunner. They're out. <laughs> <laughs> right, Kev. <laughs> I, feel, I feel quite brutal about that because I do like the pirate ship, but the fact they changed their logo from that childish flag scroll <laughs> that they have now from... Dreamsicle Bucko Bruce 
perhaps perhaps they should should be over. Yeah, um, <laughs> everything about the rebrand has just gone poorly. But this year they'll wear the throwback. This year they will wear the throwback. Just wear it as every home game. Ahead of its time, it was considered garish and hideous at the time. But now people are just like that creamsicle. Bring that back! It's like, you, were, you, hated it. you hated it years ago. You know you did. I worried that I haven't crossed out ones that we've said. It's uh, all right. It'll just be Terrace Marshall Junior. all over again. It will never be that bad. <laughs> so I'm going to go with um, Tennessee Titans. And the reason is. Uh, they are now on the downward spiral from a team perspective. Derek Henry is only going to get worse. He's not going to get better. And they moved from Houston. Houston Oilers uniform was magnificent with the powder blue and the awesome <laughs> logo emblem. And now they're in a state where, despite the team being competitive the last three years, they still can't get more of a turnout than the college team in Knoxville who gets 90,000 in Nayland Stadium despite last being successful when Peyton Manning was there. Yep. Manning's been retired four or five years. Yeah. way, you know, so they're pointless. They need to move back to Houston and get that powder blue back. It kind of hurts my feelings because, if I'm honest, I think A.J. Brown might be my favourite receiver to watch in the league last year. Mm. I just Fair. love A.J. Brown, especially after the catch. But I think, yeah, those uniforms they've got at the moment with the little swords on the shoulders, there's just... Yeah, there, there is I'd actually like to... nothing fundamentally Titan themed about anything Titan themed. <laughs> Tighten up, Titan up. Oh, he's bad. Come man. on, please. I would and like to see Derek Henry with... evaporate a few more defensive backs. <clears throat> yeah, I was yeah, going to leave them around they're specifically they're... for the like physical bullishness of just two of their players, but I'm like mm. scheme wise, I'm kind of tired of what the Titans are doing. I don't think that I'm expecting much else out of Mike Vrabel's potentially limited coaching book. You mean you don't like exotic smash <laughs> You mean you don't like a head coach who would go on a podcast and publicly volunteer his manhood in exchange for a ring? <laughs> <laughs> Alright, Ed. The Panthers is my pick. I like Matt Rule and I like what he's building on defence, but the limiting factor is that Sam Darnold is crap. I knew that, to be fair, I knew That's that when fair. the Panthers hit you at this point, you were picking them because of Sam Darnold. Yeah. Sam Darnold is a limiting factor on my life. I genuinely think my life would be like a few percentage points more enjoyable <laughs> if Sam Darnold hadn't have been ruined by the Jets. Um, with all and I, yeah, and plus I just don't I just don't particularly like watching the Panthers either. So I think that that's another thing. But they're not going to win. They're not going to lose. They're just sort of there. Sam, that's, that seems unnecessarily cruel, but I can't argue that much with it. I almost, I almost picked them a round ago, so I was happy they were still there. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think I'm gonna have to go for um. I think I'm throwing old Steely McBeam over the top rope. I don't want to see Ben Roethlisberger in any capacity for the rest of my life. Um, an eye for an eye leaves us all blind. In, no, but to be fair, in fairness, I can't, I can't 
disagree Honestly, with I what he's saying looking, because I was looking at the teams left and I I just can't be asked with the whole like Big Ben thing again and he was so putrid to watch towards the end of last season so it's either him or Dwayne Haskins look at Tom's little face what no 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 uh, I was no I was gonna say I can't disagree with that because I've just gone after the Buccaneers for basically the exact same thing I'm tired of well, watching yeah. them what? The Steelers so... could be good next year. Like it's like Tom tells us every podcast. They went eight and eight with Doug Hodges. They could have a, <laughs> a winning record and make the playoffs, but it's I not going to be fun think... to watch. Yeah, I don't think it'd be fun to watch. Fair enough. I think Roth... Do you think Roethlisberger's got like this sort of almost because, especially with the beard, he he kind of looked like a dad who'd had too much for lunch, and it was like, do you fancy coming out and having a throw with us? Yeah, all right. Definitely, definite turkey bowl vibes towards the end of the season, yeah. But, yeah. No, I, I think that's fine. Sorry, I'm checking behind me because the dogs started kicking off, and I'm, I'm trying to keep them as subdued as possible. Um, all right, Max? Um... One of these AFC East teams is going to get the axe from me. I'm probably going to say the Patriots on similar grounds to what I just said about Steelers. I mean, I think the narrative there is is going to be fascinating, but even if they are good, I mean, you're not going to get Pete Cam Newton back. Even if they are really good, even if Mac Jones does come in and plays pretty well for a rookie, that's still going to be fairly boring. I think fairly milk toast to me. I agree. Um, he's not a fundamentally exciting like he's a good player but he's far better than he is exciting yeah and another crap crap logo oh yeah <laughs> fine Elvis thing. Yeah, yeah no disgusting my with, the, with the Pat Patriot logo absolutely <laughs> <laughs> what about the retro isn't didn't the Patriots have more games where they had a QB playing who didn't throw PD than any other team last year right uh, well can you think of like the stat like eight that? touchdowns on didn't he yeah, eight touchdowns, thirteen picks. I think from Cam, it was it was a Jeez. it was a bad stat line. Uh, I'm gonna get my pick out of the way, and then I'm gonna try and very quickly take the dog for a piss so that he doesn't ruin the end of this. And I'm gonna throw the Forty ers out there, and the reason why is oh no 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 I'm not no I'm not I've just remembered that they're not there's probably not gonna be much chance of Jimmy G. That's fine. That's fine. Um, <laughs> Give him his full title, please. Two times, Mister Caviar Fingers. Two times, Mister Caviar Fingers. <laughs> Jimmy G. Uh, I'll be honest, the Saints. I'm surprised they've made it this far. I know that there's like the Jameis Winston, like Taysom Hill, who's gonna get the start thing. But well, are not, either of those guys not... gonna be at all? Like, I like Jameis Winston from a perspective of he is unpredictably the best and worst quarterback in the league. At any given snap but the NFL's most affluent shoplifter but literally everything else about the Saints team going into next year is either a dickhead or boring or completely <laughs> devoid of talent like that's that's where I'm sitting from from a Saints perspective I'm surprised they made it this far Tom you're showing a terrible lack of faith in the miraculous science of LASIK eye surgery. <laughs> <laughs> Jameis couldn't read... He couldn't read street signs like two years ago. And now he can. 
<laughs> and that might help him to identify the street sign and, out of New Orleans when and, Taysom starts the first eight games in a row. Yeah, and Jameis Winston was so very good at being able to read street signs that uh, he still didn't get the start when Drew Brees was here because Taysom Hill, a guy who is still, I think, yet to throw a touchdown more times than like three times a season, he he is not a quarterback. I'm sick and tired and he's on the most ridiculous contract where it's all voidable, but it's like $160 million. I'm tired of Taysom Hill. I'm sick of it. I, yeah, I could not <laughs> I could not agree more on the Taysom Hill thing. But I, as much as I actively hate the Saints with a burning passion, the league was markedly less interesting last year without Jameis in it. Yeah, but also, yeah. like, was it... Was it really? Well, probably not by week 12, because we'd forgotten that he was throwing, like, 500 yards and, like, three picks, three TDs a game. <laughs> but, like... <laughs> yeah, whatever. Go on, okay. off you go. Kev, it's not for me, it's for the uh, <laughs> Okay. I feel a bit bad with this, because they, they did have a bit of affinity for them, but I'm done with them. I'm done with the Los Angeles Rams. The reason I'm yeah. done with them is imagine being that arrogant where you are saying we evaluate drafts differently than other teams now. We go for analytics. We go for we don't bother sending senior staff to the senior bowl. We have we have analytics where we look at thresholds of players. And then with your first pick in the draft, you pick someone as big as me. <laughs> <laughs> and Ram face penis and balls logo thing. What what is it? <laughs> what, what even is it? I don't know, Kev. Can it, we have a quick can we have a quick list of, list of your measurables? Uh, me uh, one one seven eight uh, seventy five <laughs> kilos. So I'm about the same height and weight as Tutu Atwell, and I'm probably quicker than him. <laughs> <laughs> can't hit what you can't see. I should be returning kicks. <laughs> Essentially, they, their first pick in the draft was someone who will take jet sweeps. I I think that there is certainly something to be said about the kind of the air of pretentiousness that surrounds them as a franchise. But I think that the the reality of their team, and especially with old that staff. I like. I don't see how anyone could not be excited for it. The NFL's premier whole... tight window passer, number um, one. Yeah, window. it's a whole new world. <laughs> no, I mean, okay. What? What about the fact that they have, um, as their away uniform, they didn't just have white; they decided to have bone. Oh, that is Ooh, hideous, so different. Hideous. So is, different. We just we described it as like a sort of bad prom dress. <laughs> a totally apt comparison because it just looks cheap. It looks like the first shirt they show you in an advert for detergent that keeps your shirts white. <laughs> Excellent. I do agree. Uh, I think that'd be fun to watch, yeah. though. But yeah, it's yeah. it's that it's that thing about the draft which has really riled me a bit. The fact that mm -hmm. they just almost... They're trying to be different, but yet what we is are, that? What we is are in that time in the off season where it's it's hard to do this because every team, when you think about it, is like 
every team has a, a reason to think they might be exciting to watch, except for like a few. Whereas, yeah, I, I think the Rams are probably going to have once again like the same season they had the last three seasons in a row. Who did I miss? Yeah, the Rams would have been my pick. Who did I miss? Oh. Kev, you kept picking the Rams. Ah, yes, I agree. <laughs> Uh, you just yeah. hate everyone. Yeah, get rid of them. <laughs> yeah, I do. Yeah, <laughs> no, that is my entire point on this podcast, just to be the sort of negative nanny. Yeah, hate everyone but Mason Rudolph. I even hate Mason Rudolph. <laughs> right, so I am going to have to fall on a sword here, and God bless him. I love his jolly heart. I'm going to get rid of the Vikings. I was surprised. I'm not going to lie. If you weren't going for them, I was. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. I'm glad you guys said that because I would have felt bad doing it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I I saw the eyes of the guys coming forward. Um, There's plenty to like about this team, but there's also plenty to fear. So, first of all, that secondary is piecemeal. That's about it. (laughs) (laughs) that's the one fault I'm a Vikings fan as well so where where do they think they are as a franchise that's that's what I'm kind of confused with them at the moment so it's like the story came out saying we would have drafted Fields at at 14 Hmm. hang on he got to 10 and you still didn't do anything about it the Cowboys are sitting there everyone knows they wanted a corner why didn't you ring up Cyril Sneer and say fancy a and back a few places why didn't you do that when you've got the Patriots directly behind you who would probably think yeah we need to get up because we've got Washington we've got Chicago behind us as well so if, if you were intent on taking him at 10 does that mean that you're not happy with what you've got or you see the limitations that everyone else does in what you've got and I'm not a Kirk hater by any stretch at all I, I, I just think you're not going to win um, because of him you're going to win with him sort, sort of thing I don't know where they think they are, and some of the some of the off-season stuff, and the fact that they put Dalvin Tomlinson in purely off, based off one horrific performance on Christmas Day. It's like everyone else in the league is trying to stop the pass. Why are we trying to stop the run? I, I don't. I just don't know where they are or where they think they are. Yeah, I would disagree with fan thinks. Because I I liked both I liked the Dalvin Tomlinson pick because it was frustrating me every game that we were getting run on because our our identity is like have those two big nose tackles rather than like a nose tackle and a three tech so that didn't bother me but I they, it's it's I think it's put up or shut up time for the Vikings now and it's the Kirk Cousins era and I I absolutely like Kirk I I'm not a, I'm not a hater I like him but I think that. Ultimately, if we they have, don't like, make it, are they out? If they don't make the playoffs, is there a regime change? What do we all think? Yeah, I I agree. I think that this might end up. I think so. I I legitimately think that sort of criticizing Zimmer is a a, a bad thing around here, especially to poor old Ed, who basically idolizes the guy. But there are moments where Zimmer's sort of limitations come into play. Was it last season against the Saints where he said, like, he just held his hands up and he was just like, I have absolutely no idea where the defense played so badly from? And it's like, yeah. he's also getting on. I don't know whether or not this will be his last job in, in football because he's, he's on the higher end of, of age. But as well. I just, I, I think I quite like him on a personal level, but 
if this doesn't work and with the players that he's had at his disposal and hasn't turned into anything positive for the Vikings, I think they're probably going to be baying for blood and Zimmer may end up on the chopping block. I think a good way to describe the Vikings is, is sort of being between identities as a franchise. Mm. Because you go back a few years, and under Zimmer, the Vikings had a really, really strong identity. Yeah. Whereas now, what they're sort of pinning their flag on is obviously like Justin Jefferson and Dalvin Cook. And it's not really in Mike Zimmer's DNA as a head coach, I don't think, to... Especially, I mean, he's I mean, he, he's got... He's certainly on the higher end of, of coaches with influence in the in the front office and i think it's sort of having yeah like an explosive offense hasn't ever really been in his identity Mm. so they're kind of stuck between what they what they want to do at the moment i think i'll go along with that sam your Um, pick um something that i have to make at the cowboys the NFC North, sorry, the NFC East has been defeated. So has the yeah. NFC South. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The Saints um, will Yeah, I, I just, like, obviously having Dak back is gonna, you know, I know. I hope put a bit of a fire under the offensive backside, but the the defense was atrocious last year. I, depends, how, I, depends how quickly you get the um, injury you're praying for. <laughs> oh, a um, sock full of bones. Wish. <laughs> um, it's not a wish. It was a prediction. For it's context, like, everyone, know, it was definitely a wish. I love that. He's a wonderful player to watch. If he stayed healthy all year, it'd be fantastic. I'm just saying. I was getting that kind of vibe. I yeah the the defense was terrible. I don't think that the draft is going to provide that much of an uptick in you know even even if Dak is kind of you know iron all cylinders when he comes back. That doesn't mean they're not just going to get like torched like in the passing game. I kind of think that would every make every them... single game. I kind of think that kind of makes them more fun to watch, you know, in terms uh, of interest. I mean, it is sort of a case of, like, each of their own in this exercise, obviously. But for me, I think, before Dak got hurt, like, every Cowboys game is, I mean, whether you whether you like it or not, the NFL makes it prescription viewing. But um, yeah. they actually justified it for those few games. And I think they've got some very, very fun players to watch. And, I mean... It's like they're fun uh, in spite of having Mike McCarthy. Obviously, Mike Nolan's gone and they're hoping that... Um... Oh, who's coming in? Um... It's the former Falcons head coach, isn't it? Dan Quinn. Dan Quinn. Yeah, Dan Quinn. Yeah. 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 Uh, I mean, it obviously had success in Seattle, but it's, it's definitely a make-or-break year for the McCarthy era. Absolutely. Yeah. I think I think to, to eject anyone else bar... You know, one or two teams, which I was kind of tossing up over this, the Cowboys. I think to eject anyone else would have required a bit more of kind of suspension of disbelief. Can I ask I, you a quick can... question before we move on? Yeah. 
why did the Cowboys never ever address backup quarterback? Like they got Dalton last year, and they were like, "Oh, we've actually had to use this guy." But the years before, what you that, didn't like had... Ben Danucci? Oh, <laughs> uh, what was his name? Garrett Gilbert. Garrett Gilbert, Cooper Rush. Like they've had all of these. I think they had Clayton Thorson for a while as like the <laughs> Northwestern legend. Midwest name generator. <laughs> Not tempted to keep the Cowboys in, really, just uh, to have this kind of cartoon style ad guy of Jerry Jones, this sort of cross, like I said, between Cyril Sneer from the Raccoons and Mr. Burns, just this, like, <laughs> this sort of. <laughs> It's amusing character who's starting to get a little bit senile, just making random decisions. <laughs> well, the I really struggled picking between them and Abbas, but it, uh, you know, I think there's just a bit more of an unknown quantity with the Bears, which is a bit a bit more exciting. Max, I yield my time. Uh, should I go for a controversial one, or should I go chalk? Uh, whatever you want, uh, sunshine. I'm going to go for the controversial baby. one. I'm going to get rid of the dolphins, because uh, I know it's like the <laughs> popular NFL opinion du jour that you know they're very exciting. <laughs> but I didn't, I did, I did not like what I saw from Tua last year. I, I know, I understand the uh, limitations in this situation, obviously, but to me, just he didn't really pass the eye test to me as someone like. You know, I watched Justin Herbert and I fell in love with, like, first sight. But for me, I mean, you know, obviously I'm sure it doesn't help being swapped out with the aforementioned Fitzpatrick, like, every third snap. But, yeah, I don't know. I mean, the only reason that I would consider keeping Miami in is because of their throwback alternate unis, which are probably top three or five in the league. But, I mean, they're a fundamentally solid team, but to me that doesn't mean they're exciting. Hmm. Yeah, I think it's at this point, like pretty much everyone um, is down to like sort of mystique, unknownness <laughs> going into the sort of darkness without really any idea. Whereas, yeah, the Dolphins, I, I think you probably still know what you're going to get out of them next year. It just all depends on Tua, which. How, how well have they it. done about that, though? How well have they done to completely. Gut their franchise. Yeah, they and, did incredibly and still, well. And still have an option next year if two is crap. They still have an option to, to, to move on. But I think they've some pretty clever uh, front office stuff. They did really well front office wise, but minus the Texans being so incredibly clueless, they wouldn't have been in that position. I think that this yeah. is more on the Texans' ineptitude than the Dolphins' brilliance. Like, yeah. It just... stealing, from a ca- stealing candy from a baby is arguably good capitalism. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, I I do agree with, you, with what you're saying, but at the same time, like, that's for next can't you year. See, can't you see the Dolphins in week 14 rolling out? Who's the... Uh, uh, Brissette's the backup. And if Miles Gaskin... I mean, he, he flashed, but... I mean, we've seen it before from young running backs who come in and flash. It just, to me, I mean, they've gotten to this point, right? We're down to like the top 12. But to me, I think there's a strong potential that they're 
the rebuild might just sort of stall out this year, even if it is only for one more year. Mm-hmm. Although I do love Mike Gesicki. Very underrated. <laughs> He's not enough to keep them from the drop, though, by himself. Sadly not, sadly not. I have the Bears who have a new quarterback. They are a lot more interesting than they were last year where I would have eliminated them first. So, you know, (laughs) they've they've progressed. They're into the top sort of banding-ish of teams, but one quarterback isn't enough to undo because I don't like (laughs) I don't like David Montgomery. I don't really care for they're receiving options outside of Alan Robinson. They've already told Anthony Miller that he is completely dispensable to them, so he's going to be a bit disgruntled. The defence has shown obvious signs of regression, minus choosing to cut, was it Kendall Fuller? Kyle Fuller? Kyle. Yeah. Kyle Fuller, yeah. It's like, <clears throat> they're going to be a lot more interesting, hence why they've made it to this point, but the rest of the teams, to me, I've got a little bit more intrigue about them. They've got a little bit more quality to bring actual good games. We're still relying on whether or not Fields is actually going to be a very good quarterback at NFL level to make this team exciting. Because if he's if he does go into a sort of Trubisky 2.0, which he probably won't, but the Bears are one quarterback away from being the least interesting team in the entire NFL again. Yeah, where would you have got rid of? Where would you have chucked them out if if you knew that you know Dalton was starting for the first month of the season? Literally, the first pick. If it wasn't for Fields, they would have gone first for me. Yeah, yeah. Put it this way: which raise your hand if you had the Bears circled as the team that you were going to chuck out of this next? <laughs> I assume that Sam is, but he's just frozen. Uh, yeah. <laughs> That's all there is to it, right? Yeah. I, I'm gonna say this quietly, <laughs> for fear of repercussions. But yeah, the the Bears, even even with Fields, have a ceiling of entertainment. That wasn't their plan either. They had no clue what they were doing in this offseason. They've got multiple one year contracts with players. Multiple. I know well, part of that is salary cap and COVID stuff with, with what's going on there. But they literally entered this draft with no plan at QB. G- the GM and the coach asses on the line. And fair play to them. They saw an opportunity and they've taken it. And suddenly everyone's kind of positive about them. No. Can't get too excited about them. Love to they hear that. They loved I'd love into to hear that. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know why it would have been such a controversial thing when we do have three NFC North rivals in this very call alone. Yeah. But, yeah. Although the Lions lasted longer than we thought they would. Uh, Kev. Uh, Kev. Uh, this, is, this is quite a tough one now. There's getting some interesting teams left. Um, oh, I didn't want to be this guy that was going to do this, really, because it will be considered everything but I'm going to get rid of the Packers I was going to get rid Um, of the Packers (laughs) yeah I didn't want to beat because you know I know I'll just get accused of being a homer or whatever but um, I think they're in a division that has been particularly underwhelming for quite a while now apart from the the Vikings when they won the division in was it 2018 or whatever it was Um, 
I think the record has flattered the Packers quite a lot, purely by the brilliance of one player. And that's another thing that has annoyed me about them over the years, that because I have never been allowed to enjoy watching Aaron Rodgers play. <laughs> He's the most talented player, I think, to play the position. And I think Mahomes might, probably will surpass him because of some of the crazy stuff that he can do. But Rodgers is brilliant. But yeah, I can't stand watching him and I can't stand watching him win <laughs> because I always want them to lose. And that, and the fact that they've had you know, such reasonable success at QB, it's just, it's, it, it sounds really whingy, but it's plain right not fair. <laughs> and I, and I don't like yeah. it. Um, yeah, well, they've got yeah, a, as, a, as for their a team, first I, I think pick waiting in the wings as well. Jordan, yeah, Jordan yeah. Well, yeah, why not? Let's just have him just suddenly be brilliant as well. Why not? Um, I mean, look, they didn't even need Taysom Hill. So a legend like Taysom Hill surplus to requirements in Green Bay. <laughs> so and I think it's a theme now as well. I think I, I think they're flawed in in certain um, certain positions. They've the secondary still bothers me, still worries me uh, because of apart from two decent players, the rest are very very average. They did some crazy things with their free agency and draft. They got rid of their um, I don't know if he was all pro or not, but uh, maybe an all pro second team or certainly Pro Bowl center. Yeah, he was first team all pro. He was first of all, so they let him walk and then paid a running back. Yeah, he drafted one last year to replace. That's exactly my my grievance with the Packers is if you look at um, it was the year before last, wasn't it? When uh, the Rams cut their center, um, and they had a huge drop off at the start of the next season because, I mean, it was well documented that you know Jared Goff's getting a lot of help, and and the center was basically pulling out the protections and without you know, an anchor of the offensive line there to, to cement everyone else is going to be a problem. And I think the Packers might have some offensive line issues, at least until David Bakhtiari comes back into the lineup, even though I do like their, the rest of their line. But yeah, I think outside of, I mean, Aaron Rodgers made about five throws last year that were probably better than like most other quarterbacks, like career best throws. But outside of outside of that, I mean, uh, the reason I was going to get rid of them was just because this Rogers thing is going to become so tiresome. Like, what I is his think... issue? What act... does anyone actually know? What the issue is? It a fully guaranteed contract? Is it that he doesn't think they've built round him? I mean, come on, you got an all-pro left tackle, all-pro centre. You just said all-pro all pro pro receiver. receiver. Yeah. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. Have we not got any... enough weapons? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> this is this has been a theme of the the podcast this off season. Is we all jump on Aaron Rodgers, but if he. Uh... If he signs a new contract, I will immediately jump back to his defence. <laughs> I can understand him being upset last season, obviously with the the draft. That was that poor form, but I think he's that just a being difficult sorted. character, isn't he? A difficult. Yeah, I think character. so. Is it snarky and Ian? Yeah. yeah. But I think um I I think what I am looking forward to is is watching. I mean, even though yeah, you shouldn't really be paying running backs that much. I think. I think Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon could be a really fun running back combination squad. That's what I'm looking forward to, and I still stand by my. I mean, even if uh, even if they've got the, uh, uh, even if they've got Bortles starting there, I still think they've got a decent chance of winning the division. <laughs> no, that's pure hubris. <laughs> pure <laughs> hubris. And in typical so, podcast fashion, you will be punished for said hubris. Yep, <laughs> and harshly so. <laughs> Right, then we've hit the nitty-gritty. Are we at the top ten here? 
Yeah, so. Here is a team that I cannot believe has survived this long, and it is the Indianapolis Colts. Yeah, they were keeping oh. my pick. Oh, took it. What? Listen, the the most exciting thing about this Colts team by a long way is how good that O line play is. Uh, Jonathan One... Taylor, ring a bell. <coughs> Darius Leonard, Jonathan... phenomenal linebacker. No, 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 no. I will hear none <laughs> of Tom's opinions on this fucking Colts team. Jonathan, yeah, for starters, Tom, you can get in the bin along with the Colts. You're going over the top rope as well. But, like, <laughs> how... Imagine, imagine Carson Wentz with all the time in the world to scramble into pressure. It's going to be a fucking nightmare. <laughs> oh, oh, we're blocking them around the middle. Let's let's find the one spot where I can be sacked. <laughs> like, <laughs> there is not... Yeah. And it's not like he has a great complement of weapons, even with Jonathan Taylor being a good player. <laughs> it's not like the Colts are, are loaded, and I don't know. I just, I just think they're. I think most of the reasons they've they've been in it this far is how nice those kits are. Yeah, the best white strip in the NFL. <laughs> yeah. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah, and Lucas Oil is a good stadium as well. Although I don't really like it when the roofs open because it it's a bit jarring on the eyes. The colours just seem a bit odd to me. Yeah, I but, mean, I, I but that's just my own toilet. personal. Yeah. Phenomenal stadium when the roof's shut, basically. Mm. But, uh, hmm. <laughs> I think I am gonna do away with I think I'm gonna do away with the Chargers. Oh, now that hurt my feelings way more than getting rid of the pack. <laughs> <laughs> it the, just, the charges are a 2016 Daniel Bryan here around around this podcast. That's for sure. Out and we out need, favorite should have won. Okay, should we go and like find another new host who will like get that joke? <laughs> I mean, Ed would have gone. Oh. Ed, Ed has disappeared to go. Yeah, I think I think the charges will be. Uh, I think it'll. I think it'll bum me out. I think I'm gonna watch Justin Herbert like flame out every game and have nothing to show for it in a garbage organization. I just will we'll never happen. Will never happen. <laughs> I refuse to hear it. <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, all the charge, all the charges have to do is play one game in their midnight blue kits, and I will put them in the top two. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, aesthetics aside, if if Justin Herbert hadn't have cut his hair, then I'd probably <laughs> have kind of stayed my hand. But is there a? Can we, as a group, see a possible route where, in like three years' time, the charges have become? the team of LA and the empty stadiums are a thing of the past or or do you think people just don't care about actually the, the quality of on-field product? I think it's taken the Titans this long to get anywhere near being relevant in their home city of one team the Chargers have got no fucking chance yeah hard to sell Mario isn't it harder than selling <laughs> Justin Herbert yeah but like the Titans have been sort of at least mediocre. The Chargers have, have been bad. 
say. Yeah, but they've been entertainingly bad. Sorry, have, the, we just, the, have we just lost the charges? Yeah, Sam's yes. just throwing the charges over the top rope. Hence, <laughs> yeah. I, I'm sorry I don't base this purely on how nice one of their kits that they might use is. Yeah, but Justin Herbert is what Daniel Jones is in your mind. <laughs> yeah, and the Giants went like four. Yeah, but Justin Herbert is actually good. Yeah, and there's nothing exciting around him. I okay. What? You've seen him throw? <laughs> Are you Sorry, trying to? I just, think, I just think it's gonna bum me out watching Frozen him play ropes. great. And Austin like, Eckler was electric when he was actually healthy last year and the year healthy. before. Ian Allen's still there. Justin Herbert turned Jalen Guyton into prime Tory Holt. Doing James is back. <laughs> Doing James. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> you are wrong. Yeah, yeah, you are. This is you're getting booed heavily from this. Of course, Vince is oh, in the back. Vince not is only about I'm... to come strutting out like this. Like, <laughs> not only am I throwing the charges over, I'm throwing Justin Herbert personally over for the crime. <laughs> <laughs> that glorious, glorious head of hair. For the crime of not being Daniel Jones. <laughs> Alright, Max? I can't believe these two teams are still here, because historically they've been the two least entertaining teams in the league. I, I, I'm frankly, I'm just going to close my eyes and, and pick one of them. I'm going to get rid of the... Oh, I'm going to get rid of the Jags, because although Trevor Lawrence is obviously a He's, you know, yeah. the most high prospect since luck. It's the Jags, first of all, so even if they win the Super Bowl, probably nobody will even care. And second of all, the whole Urban Meyer experience is just like... It's, been, it's a well-worn path in this podcast. Like, we don't like Urban Meyer. We don't like the sort of energy he's bringing to the Jags. And, uh, yeah, I don't think there's much more that needs to be said. And they're still wearing... I mean, they changed them, but the uniforms, to me, are still... Unpleasant. I don't like the teal. Get out of here. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. I'm 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 offended that the Chargers went before the Jags because the Jags have Trevor Lawrence and a new head coach, and that is the end of their interesting. They're still glaringly abysmal on basically every other front outside of quarterback and running back. I don't need to explain myself to you, hacks. <laughs> I do think literally the function of the game. <laughs> I, do, I do think I do think DJ Chark's gonna win me some fantasy leagues this year, but uh, the, I'm not gonna watch any of his games. <laughs> <laughs> um, About how many views there are in the hashtag Duval? That's a bit annoying. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. And like, if I have to Google to see how many views there are, then before I even put it in, it seems like it's not consistent. It's it's it feels like nightmare. they go from like one to four to two. Like just thinks of effort. Pick one of them. Pick SEO any nightmare. number of views at least. Pick a more well, relevant, least, pick a more relevant least, slogan. At well, least they yeah. can put something on their season tickets now that isn't that hot tub. Alright, Tom, what you got? We're getting down to the, the needy This is game, the final yeah. round. Uh, it is. Um, all of these teams, I would say, are, are 
at the very least very interesting but the one that in the same way that Sam got rid of the Chargers because he's scared that Justin Herbert's going to have done a whole bunch of interesting things for naught the Arizona Cardinals or should I say Arizona Retirement Home is my next (laughs) throw over the top rope because they are they are the greatest 2015 roster assembled in 2021 (laughs) Kyler Murray is an incredibly interesting human being. They have a very World's most athletic toddler. They have <laughs> <laughs> They have a really really fun like designed offense, but the only problem is is that I just don't trust them to win enough games to be relevant have down you, the stretch. Have you seen have you seen enough from Cliff Kingsbury and his No. No, Cliff yeah. Kingsbury Cliff Kingsbury I think is one of those coaches that should have only ever been an offensive coordinator because as a head coach, his record is appalling with some stellar talent. Like, he can design an offense that will excite the fans for days. Unbelievable offensive mind. But there's just something about him managing an entire team that just doesn't result in wins. And if if we're into like the most interesting squads in the NFL right now, the Cardinals are the first to go. I do have this image of him like walking around the D line going, What is it you do? <laughs> <laughs> but I think the ownership were cryogenically frozen, like in Demolition Man. <laughs> I'd have pulled them out and they would have JJ, what's available? What? Available? <laughs> get, get, get the food! <laughs> JJ, what's oh, available? Gonna be so my Blackberry. <laughs> what do you mean Calvin Johnson's out there? <laughs> <laughs> we absolutely have to sign Namdi as someone. <laughs> TB1. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, that's that's my reasoning. I'm sticking by it. Yeah, no, that's fair. Yeah, Kev. I'm just, I'm just having a quick tally of the eliminated leagues, trying to see who we've got. We've got the AFC North left. We've got the AFC East left. AFC South's gone. Yep, AFC West and then NFC West. Are both. I still remain. Wait. Uh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. We've got the Niners, the Jets, the Bills, the Browns, the Ravens, and the Chiefs. Okay, um, I'm going to get rid of the Jets, I think. I think they're not going to be challenging. They're going to be finishing fourth in the league in the division. Um, it's now a more interesting division than it has been for several years because it hasn't just been the Patriots winning five games and losing in Miami and us all chuckling about that, despite the fact <laughs> they win Super Bowl at the end of the season. Uh, I'm a big fan of seeing what um, Zach Wilson can do. I love his moxie. I'm really looking forward to uh, him turning it on there. I hope, anyway. It'll be bad for my brand if he doesn't. <laughs> You're not afraid uh, of him being corrupted by New York. <laughs> good, good, good young Mormon boy. It'll be fine. I'm, must be about 28 now, anyway. They come out of BYU old. I feel, uh, like good, I feel like good young Mormon boys just opened up on Broadway, hasn't it? Go Blackos, believe. Still disagree with what they did with the trade up as well. Um, 
and they're just, you know, if we're looking at teams who are left, all the teams are left, you would expect to challenge. Jets aren't going to challenge. Um, and, again, let's get a, a ranty, angry old man. The old Jets word on the side of the helmet is better than the current New York Jets thing they have on there. Yeah. Rubbish. Yeah. And the the, sh- the shade of, like, black and, and, like, the shade of green is not... That's not good. It's not Premier. No. You couldn't imagine Mark Sanchez rocking it. No, I could. That's my biggest problem. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if Mark Sanchez is available. For the Cardinals, <laughs> if they're interested. I believe um... he's running a hot dog stand in Queens. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, the, no, the Jets were going to where I was tossing up between them and the team that I'm going to get rid of. 49ers. Yeah. 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 I First of all, their kit's got gold on it. And if your kit's got gold on it, I'm gonna, sort of going to hate it on principle because it looks tacky. Trent. What? <laughs> <laughs> You're saying the 49ers kit looks tacky? 100%. That 49ers kit is Horrible. I know. Oh, they're a fan. It it doesn't. All right, it looks fine in California, but when they when they go to the Midwest, (laughs) yeah, precisely. When they go when they go the Midwest, it looks fucking gross. Okay, and also Trey Lance was my QB too, so I'm excited about Trey Lance. I love George Kittle. The Shanahan offense, as interesting as it is, has very much had a ceiling. As much as people like crow about, oh, he's the next great mind of the NFL, win something. Right? That's that, <laughs> that's my problem with the point, win something. I think as well, are they actually going to put... Because there's still talk that Jimmy Garoppolo is going to be the week one starter, and it's just like, right. how... How do you have like intrigue sitting on your doorstep and you're still going to run with the most boring and bland starting quarterback that's probably going to be starting in the Tell league? He's he's going to make the transition from starting quarterback to Abercrombie and Fitch models so fast. <laughs> Is he going to beat Jared Goff to that? Oh, 100%. <laughs> I don't know, Jared, Jared Goff would be like Quicksilver or like some... <laughs> no, because Jared Goff's going to end up in like the CFL for at least another 10 years after he's retired from the NFL. <laughs> he's going to end up in fantasy European league. <laughs> 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 We're down to all AFC now, by the way. Yeah, we are. Yes. Which fundamentally proves that the AFC is a far more interesting league than the Because they've got the designated hitter. <clears throat> <laughs> Alright. Okay. Sam, who you been uh, No hesitation, Ravens. Yeah. Yeah. Without a doubt. Nothing that they've done like they've made they've they've got some like fairly valuable players. I mean I'm bummed that Zeitler went there. But like nothing about their their draft or like, you know, just wanted some some like more wanted a weapon for Lamar that isn't Sammy fucking Watkins. <laughs> like I I don't see anything that'll differentiate it from last season. I mean, did they, um they got Rashad Bateman, didn't they? 
Go for great. Go on, man. Um, I'm not convinced. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's why I didn't pick him in our mock draft. <laughs> well, because he'd already gone. <laughs> Actually, I think I did pick Rashad. But... <laughs> <laughs> You actually. Not I think they're always going to get found out as well. Didn't, didn't you take Rashad Bateman over Kadarius Tony as well? I think he took, he took one of them for the Giants. Yeah. Hmm. Much to think about. Uh, but yeah, I, I think. <laughs> I think the. I, I just. I don't think they're going to be any different from last year. And like. It. Like. No, I'm just not a. I'm not a big like power run guy. ISO, ISO, counter, ISO, bash. <laughs> <laughs> the Ravens playbook. Is there a danger that because I saw uh, I saw a lot of Ravens fans being really disgruntled with Greg Roman for doing the same thing uh, over like the past three years, which I don't understand because Greg Roman basically makes their offense run. He tells Lamar Jackson when to hand the ball off and when to run. Like he is the mind back there, and I saw Ravens fans like criticizing him. And is there a is there a danger that like entering into this fourth year, like when teams have had a, bit, a little bit more time to scout out the Ravens, is there a danger that Greg Roman takes a bullet when in reality Greg Roman has been the best coach in that entire coaching? room what else are they gonna do well <laughs> yeah they, they need he needs to jackson is supremely talented so even if you at the end of the day you're still gonna have 11 on 11 so which you usually obviously don't have you don't have to account for the qb but he's still a, a real pain to stop mm -hmm. the their issue is if they go behind yeah it's always going to be their issue yeah and that and that doesn't really matter in the season because they'll win enough games in the season because they'll come up against teams who are just bad. They'll they'll always make the playoffs every year. But it's it's when they go behind a couple of scores in the playoffs and then you have to management and you have to start forcing him to throw, which is his strongest point at the middle of the field. Maybe, mm -hmm. he, maybe he gets better. Maybe he um it's not it's not arm power, is it? I mean he's got. A, enough good enough um shoulder on him to to make the throws but it's sort of this timing throws out to the sidelines that he seems to struggle on so that incredibly mm. what is it the the most what what would we call it tom his his throwing action is like the most lazy throwing action like it's yeah, kind of a, it's sort of it's, looks... it's an attractive throwing motion but it is just like it's it's an attractive throwing Fly. motion and then the ball sort of leaves his arm and and it's maybe a step or two behind a receiver that isn't actually running the proper route, for example, Hollywood Brown, you fucking dick. Um, <laughs> and then it makes like... I'm perhaps all pretense there that this was an impartial thing. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, like, I think it's a combination of Lamar Jackson's slight accuracy things, which he can overcome. He can overcome those, maybe heading into this season, because they will probably work on it a little bit more than they did last year. Um, he might overcome it, but yeah, it's like that combination plus receivers not being very good. Less of a window with him as well because of the way that he plays the game. Mm -hmm. He's not going to be around till he's thirty six. Yeah, it's, it's kind of less of a 
maybe shortened window with them finding you know, the 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 right uh, formula to, to win the whole thing. It's almost it's like to... having a star running back. You've got to get the most out of them in the first like few years of their career, otherwise they will fall off like a Todd Gurley has, just because of usage. Jackson doesn't get hit like a running back though. He doesn't, but also it. You saw what happened with like Joe Burrow, for example, going down because a team basically went and and got him. Lamar Jackson moving out from protection does have an opportunity to put himself into harm's way, and you don't really want that from your signal caller. To be fair, it's not like we have to. We're saying they're the fourth most interesting team in the league. We don't have to, you know, bury them. Oh, yeah. I think, <laughs> yeah. I think they're incredibly Lamar exciting is, team to watch. Lamar is just such a, a fun player to watch. Like, mm-hmm. He's just so unparalleled in the modern NFL to me. And I think as well, uh, for even like the sort of older heads that prefer defense over anything uh, anything else, the Ravens' defense is, is fantastic. I think I don't know how they do it every year. <laughs> they just keep they keep like every year they they cut or trade like the the key edge rusher <laughs> from the year before, and then they just grow a new one in the lab. Yeah, <laughs> it's the, they've worked out how to milk the compensatory picks formula. Mm-hmm. So draft always draft well, never overreach. Formula and stick to it. Yeah. Anyway. Max? Uh, just before we conclude that, actually, uh, we've been very, um, despite the fact that we've obviously got two Vikings and a, a Packers fan, we've been very polite, but I did just want to quickly mention that Rashad Bayman, while at Minnesota, did receive a, a special ring that mentions that he was Big Ten West co-champion, uh, despite the fact that Kofa's <laughs> finished second in the division. That's right, they did. It was a great Gophers team, but they didn't have to put co-champion on their ring at the end of the season because they lost the tiebreaker. <laughs> <laughs> I don't support them, to be brutally honest. I just like buying different clothing from college teams, to be honest. And just have, <laughs> I, I have enough pain with the Vikings in Norwich City without having to take on another college <laughs> team, to be brutally honest. So um, mm-hmm. I just like lots of them for different reasons. Being a college football fan is very tempering because unless you're a fan of one or two or three teams, you learn to enjoy the journey along the way rather than yeah. the end product. <laughs> I like that season when they were, when they were doing well because it was great watching them do well and I know people in Minnesota and Minneapolis who were loving it, um, but yeah. Sometimes. Usually around uniform based, I think. <laughs> um, I've got the last pick here, right? You do, yeah. Yeah. and then mm-hmm. we have to decide who gets top billing, but go on, Max. Who we're are you throwing out? The Browns and the Chiefs. Yeah, I'm gonna throw out the Chiefs. <laughs> no, I because I knew that this was coming, but go for we're it. We're talking about interest. <laughs> yeah, I know the Chiefs are gonna go fourteen and three, fifteen and two. Um, I mean, wake me up on you know the day of the AFC Championship game. Like, it's like the prime <laughs> Patriots, right? Like, you know what's gonna happen. Mm-hmm. I mean, it you, you you admire what they do. You're in awe of what they do, but. It's not gripping. It's not a roller coaster. Whereas these, the the Bills and the Browns, to me, are two teams who are extremely new to the concept of success. Yeah. And it's going to be interesting to see whether they can manage it and build on it, or whether they can, whether they're just going to 
it uh, you know proved to be a fluke, like a one season fluke. I think we'll get to the Bills and the the Browns obviously in a minute, but to me, yeah, the Chiefs are just so dependably good that I I didn't feel right putting them in the final. Mm-hmm. Like, do you, think, do you think there's a chance you're undervaluing just how good Mahomes is? Well, no, no because, because I, I think he's the best quarterback in the league, and you know, I think I think the yeah, best quarterback he, in the league is only enough for third. Yeah, but like, like the thing yeah, is, I is that think you're right. Yeah, no, but if we're talking. Max is right. Oh, he's going to roll out to the right. In, he's going to throw the ball to Kelsey for a 15-yard completion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, they are <laughs> incredibly fun. But we know yeah. what they are now. We know that the Chiefs are this absolute juggernaut yeah. of offensive, like, wonder power. And the other two teams are, like, what are they still? Are they going to be good this yeah. year? I'm like, with like, you know 100%. How... It's like you know how some people complain about the the modern NBA having too many threes. That's basically what I'm doing. It'd be like watching a baseball team hit a home run every third at bat. It's like oh, well. <laughs> once you've seen a, a couple, you've seen them all. It's like because basketball um, is a fundamentally broken. Sport. Show me, show, show me some some good base running. You know what I mean? Mix it up a little bit, please. Play some small. Play. Yeah, I mean, like I I was about to kind of disagree with you, but I guess I was swayed by. Um, it like as exciting as they often are. Like I feel like you know exactly kind of how and why they're gonna be exciting. Yeah, as, which kind of I would say the Chiefs lose in the most exciting ways possible. Like <laughs> whenever yeah. the Chiefs lose, it's always an unbelievable game, except so... the Super Bowl. Oh yeah, we which I don't remember was... much of that one. To which... be fair. well, yeah, yeah, that one's a bit hazy. <laughs> At the uh, people with the Travis Kelsey celebrations, the oh, you're such a lad with the beer, and yeah, we get it. <laughs> you're a white guy, you like beer, whatever. You're a tight end, yeah, 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 yeah. He enjoys a cheeky move on. <laughs> move on. <laughs> <laughs> all right, yeah, it's all right, Tyreek. We get it. You... <laughs> <No>. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> Yeah, we've not pulled any punches on our on our. I won't, <laughs> I won't breach the topic. We'll move along to the final. <laughs> Between two respectable young men, Josh <laughs> Allen and Baker Mayfield. Well, first I, of all, I know who I, I'm picking. Yeah, I, I could have predicted this a mile a mile away, as long as Tom didn't like nix the Bengals. Sorry, the Browns out of pure spite. To be fair. <laughs> Tom, I still can't believe Tom bid the Buccaneers at like pick twelve. Yeah, that is kind of. <laughs> and right, what have we got? What have we got? Suck it, noob. I, I think that for me, the Chargers would have been third. So I think that we can <laughs> we can bin the char- Tom for the Bucs. I think we can bin Sam for the Chargers. It's been a long and questionable road to get here. You know that <laughs> you know they play football after they like show you the uniform, right? Yeah, and you know they you know I have to watch their quarterbacks tape in a darkened room by myself. <laughs> <laughs> Even though I I don't like his haircut as much as I you know. Yeah. <laughs> Alright. I only one kind of talisman of either of these teams is fairly likely to believe in the existence of the Mothman. <laughs> and that's all the <laughs> That's all I need. I think, in terms of interesting, if that's not exciting. What is what? What I would say is that um, 
we don't know what the Browns are quite yet this year and they would be as a whole the most interesting team but I know exactly what Baker Mayfield is which is I see him (laughs) every single time that I want to watch anything that's on the NFL at least eight times the game shilling one I'm just going to cut this Seriously, don't, it's not even worth finishing. I'm going to cut this. He's the most charismatic man in the NFL today. Wrong. But I also know exactly what Baker Mayfield is like on the field, whereas Josh Allen, we saw him take a massive leap last year. What's not to say that Josh Allen doesn't take another massive leap this year or, for example, carry on his potential MVP level season, slightly improve upon it, you know, maybe end There's up... Also, yeah. There's also the idea that he might have caught lightning in a bottle and he might completely regret. Well, potentially, but that's why I say that they are the more interesting ones. That's what I mean. Like, Josh Allen is more interesting because is it a one-season wonder? Is Josh Allen going to end up being the MVP this this next season? Is Josh Allen going to regress to the point of, like, Carson Wentz? That's exciting. Baker Mayfield, we've already seen him have a finely decent rookie year and then regress horribly into this shell of a human being and then get slightly better again last year. We know what he is. We know what he is. We know what he is. It's like you're arguing two sides of the same coin and saying one of them is worth more. Like, they are fundamentally very similar in terms of the fact that they've been a little bit scattershot in their accuracy and they've had good seasons. No, but the thing is, is that I believe in Josh Allen to be at least more interesting. Because he's not the quarterback of the Browns. no. Now, I believe in Josh Allen to be more exciting as a just going forward, whether he's good or bad. Some shitty shit happened, and the last of Tom's musings on the Baker slash Josh Allen debate was left off. Yeah, as was the important vote at the end, where we can reveal that Josh Allen won. Well, debate. not Josh Allen. I mean, the, it the was... Bills won the thing. Yeah, so the Bills are the sort of the podcast's second team going forward, um, with help from Kev, of course. Yeah, which you can find Kev here, and this is where Ed will edit in that 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 thing that Kev yeah. went over. But unless unless I edit in now. You can find me on Twitter at Kevin Sayer. You can find the NFL Draft Punk podcast at NFL Draft Punk Pod. We follow college football and um, and NFL NFL rookies from kind of August September through the college football season, all the way through to the off season, following pro days, mock drafts, uh, prospects, everything you could want leading up to up to the draft. Uh, this is predominantly our off-season now, so we've got a few episodes coming up where we've got some guests booked. Uh, so, yeah, find us on any platform, give us a follow, and, um, yeah, thanks very much for having us on. Ah, or even <laughs> now. <laughs> Maybe that's too many times. <laughs> but if you know, you know. <laughs> it's all about comedic timing, and, and we have none. Yeah, it's it's Max with the comedic timing. He's the one that when the when the conversation lulls, comes in with a little shiv, <laughs> a little conversational shiv. 
just sticks it right into the chest of of the listener and the rest of us as well. We're sorry yeah, about precisely. any any content warnings that have been provided or not been provided for the end of this episode, where we suddenly talk about Max stabbing us with like a uh, chiseled toothbrush. <laughs> a human femur that's been sharpened to a point. Oh, oh my god. <laughs> Making him sound like one of the bushwhackers or some shit. <laughs> a member of the Manson family. That's what Max is. <laughs> oh, I knew that there was something wrong with his moustache. But I just couldn't <laughs> quite put my finger on it. <laughs> You're just like looking between him and a pit. Like Max Manson. Max Manson. <laughs> They're the same picture. <laughs> <laughs> but like you're right, rotate it 180 degrees. And... <gasps> oh. But yeah, thank you again for listening to this and the last episode that happened to be a 20 minute bonus. If you did, if you've not listened to that, go check it out. And it's, uh, it's our finest hour collectively, I think, to this point. I I would say so. Um, <laughs> I don't know whether or not we will ever make better content than that 22 minutes. Except maybe in the coming episode, so keep your ears peeled for that one. That's right, that's right. We cannot wait to record this one. And uh, once again, thank you all for, for the continued support as we go into Season 3. Imagine imagine getting to Season 3, by the way. The, I don't know whether or not you'll even keep this in edited wise but my word we've made it to season three you pat yourself on the back thomas chapel you pat yourself on the back edward wilkins let's both have a go oh, all whitest, that hard work <laughs> the whitest thing that i could have possibly ever seen happen in a discord call the double is even more helpful <laughs> oh brilliant Hmm.